gets weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. No chance of that despite the fact I'm fucking tired. Ah. I'm so fucking tired. Oh my god, why? Why? Has Freddie been creeping around your nightmares? No, just just parenthood. <laughs> Those fucking adults in Nightmare on Elm Street would have secretly been glad all their teenagers were getting murdered. <laughs> we finally get a sleep exactly. in on Sunday, Gerald. Like fucking, you know, there's finally some hot water left in the shower because they haven't been in there having 30 wanks a day. And, <laughs> oh my God, I don't even have a teenager yet. This is just, this is dealing with a seven-year-old with a slight cold. This is just the prequel. Fuck me. Oh my Damn. God, it's a slight cold and he's a male child. So oh, it's, it's clearly the end of the world. Well, we did test him for COVID and he didn't mm. have it. But mm. fuck me, Dad, it's been a day. Oh my God! Did you test him for the bad attitude? <laughs> no, that's that's readily apparent. <laughs> that's confirmed that's on the surface, like oil in Texas in the nine, early nineteen hundreds. <laughs> Just Ted Clampett shooting at bunnies and up at pops. Well, meanwhile, there was a there was a a, a poor gentleman uh, on the front page of the newspaper. Desperately, a slow day. Although, with the war about to kick off between uh, Taiwan and China, an actual like invasion yeah. of Russia and the Ukraine, apparently, slow news day. They decided to make a big article of a gentleman who was seen in Sydney <sighs> has five toddlers. Yeah. Okay. I'm, and I presume he was walking to the clinic to get a snip. So there'd be no more of that. Yeah. But so he's got five toddlers. So he had created his very own leashing system <laughs> like you do for multiple dogs. Like Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> when he was walking through Central Park with all those beagles. Yeah. So he's just, you know, he's just walking, you know, and it's like it's it's in the shop. And so he's got his special lead with like his five kids yeah. and all, all of them attached to it to like a lead. And what do you know? Some Karen out there yeah. is like, ah, oh, you can't do that. The next thing you know, they'll be voting Labour and going to BDSM clubs when they get up. That, that's what happens, you know. Some Montessori parent. Yeah. Let him run free. Oh, my God. If I had, if I had my way... All yeah. children would be on leashes, yeah, all of the time. Yeah. Oh, the, the British aristocrats have got the right idea. Privileged <laughs> abandonment, they call it. <laughs> Send them off to a boarding school and don't see them again until they're eighteen. Yeah, goodbye. Fucking perfect. That's, <laughs> that's true white privilege. You may or may not be a wizard, Harry. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't get molested. <laughs> too much. <laughs> just say that as the train. Just too much. <laughs> Just Doppler effect that shit. <laughs> too much, too much. Oh, Did you my- see the mystery of the Summerton Man has apparently been solved? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Ex- okay, explain the Summerton Man for our overseas listeners. Okay, so the Summerton Man uh, was... The Summerton Man. The yeah, Summerton so Summerton's a beach in Adelaide. Quite a nice one. Uh, basically, in the, the early 1950s, a fella turned up underneath the pier, very well-dressed, um, no signs of violence or anything like that, just dead. Mm-hmm. No identifying anything. Like he had no identifying papers. He had no names on his like suit tags or anything mm-hmm. like that. And all he had was a cryptic kind of number code on one piece of paper in a pocket, mm. and another piece of paper that said something like "Tum and should," which apparently in like Farsi is like a "Now we end" or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, 
It was this huge mystery. No one knew who he was. Uh, and it's baffled. Oh, it's baffled South Australians. The conspiracies, though, yeah. that's the best bit. Everything from he was like an international spy yeah. and had been killed from secrets or a drowned trying to get to the secret submarine that was yeah. off the beach. Because Australia did have its share of spy scandals in the fifties, like the Petrov affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, famously, this uh, was it Ivana Petrov left her red shoe on the runway as she ran away from the Australian Federal Police and ASIO to get on this Russian plane and fuck off back to her masters. What? Am I- God, like, how how did, like, ASIO not, like, identify her sooner? Hello, red shoes. You know, <laughs> they were too busy following students to make sure that they weren't communists. <laughs> when, a, when a woman named Petrov <laughs> literally slipped through the net. So there was all these different theories. Mm-hmm. Many of them, as you say, about him being some kind of sleeper agent or the mm-hmm. spy who was murdered. South Australia in the 1950s would have been a place where spies would come. We were home to a lot of aerospace engineering uh, a lot of the British and American atomic program was here. Mm-hmm. Turns out, it's just a dude. He's <laughs> just a dude from Melbourne who died over here, possibly broke. Um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe ch- with a love of poetry. Ch- chasing his wife because his wife had like ended their marriage and left him. Well, uh, uh, the way I read it was um, she sued him for divorce mm. in the 1950s after he'd gone missing in 1948. So I think 1948 was when they found him and and she sued for divorce in about 1950. Now, the the divorce documents, and I'm just going from memory here, I wasn't expecting to speak about this tonight. The divorce documents basically outlined that he was a jerk. He was he was always in bed by seven thirty. He was feckless. He you know, he, was a, he was a bad husband, prone to rages and all this kind of stuff. And, Allegedly, and he, and he was obsessed with poetry. And he was a negligent husband because in the nineteen fifties, if you wanted a divorce in Australia, you had to prove fault. Mm. You had to basically prove that you were married to a complete piece of shit, and mm. that was the only way you could do it. It was only under Gough Whitlam, the prime minister in the nineteen seventies, that we got no fault divorce, and people finally turned their backs on the sham that is marriage. So. The- that was one of her reasons for listening to divorce. He enjoyed his poetry. He enjoyed too much. poetry. So it, it sounds like he was maybe just a bit of a bit of a aimless dude who liked a bit of poetry. So probably nineteen fifties, bit of a beatnik got into. Oh a God, bit he of, was an emo, wasn't he? Yeah, he got into a bit emo. of got into a bit of uh, Persian poetry and all taman should you know fucking. Had one too many at the fucking pub, and that was the end of him. Went to like, just went to like hug a, you know, hug a seagull, and <laughs> at the end of the pier, and it just went terribly wrong. Yeah. So it turns out just a dude. Just a dude. And but it's been hilarious watching the Murdoch press try and spin it because it's so mm. disappointing. I know to find out he was just a dude. And just like, a dude. Deadbeat husband, and it's like necessarily he might have just been a fucking poet yeah just you know <laughs> granted, which which equals deadbeat husband granted they're not the most lucrative breadwinners <laughs> are they not so many not so many needs for poetry and poets in the wasteland yeah nobody's queuing for that shelly money anymore no they're not <laughs> so yeah that's one of our greatest mysteries and a potential a potential future episode of this podcast down the shitter yeah i'm so glad that we didn't do an episode on him yeah yeah the oh. other good news is yes oh i've locked down a venue for our first live show <gasps> what i have what yeah what rhino room in adelaide oh my god so we're gonna do it it's the date to be announced but we're gonna be uh-huh. doing a live show mm-hmm. downstairs in the rhino room where i normally uh-huh. do my festival shows okay so in the basement in the basement <laughs> hey would you do you want light on us in the locked toilet <laughs> <laughs> yeah so details of that will all be confirmed and uh yeah we'll we'll make it nice and cheap <laughs> we are. just like us yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh we know you like your tickets like you like your podcasts cheap, cheap. and abundant <laughs>
Well, you know what? Here is a question for you. This, And also, I just want to note out that your description of Adelaide in the 50s. Yeah. I resent the fact that Adelaide in the 50s was clearly a much more interesting and happening place than Adelaide today. Adelaide in the 1950s was absolutely thriving. Yeah. Yeah, we had a huge migrant intake from, mm-hmm. from Greece, Italy, mm-hmm. um, parts of Asia. Basically, yeah. all the places fucked up by the Second World War. Yeah. We had massive investment in um, automotive production and ship production. Yeah. Electricity generation. South yeah. Australia was a booming place in the 50s. I know. And now it's fucking just gangrene. <laughs> I mean, this whole city is gangrene. <laughs> is that a new Pinot Grigio that's <laughs> grown up in the hills? <laughs> yeah, it's investment properties and wine. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing else. We've, and we've been priced out of it. Like, you can't afford to yeah. live in, like, Adelaide anymore. I love the irony that my friend got a PhD in um, what would be called uh, transformative economics. Mm. So, basically, you know, post-war programs that um, revive stagnating cultures. And he had to leave South Australia because there was no jobs. <laughs> hey. Becomes an expert in revitalising economies and has to fucking leave. Yeah. There's no work here for him. <laughs> Adelaide was like, we'll have none of that. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay, well, here is the question of the day for you. Because we currently have a case, um, something that's being decided in our courts. Okay. And I wanted to get your feedback about it. So this is basically, it's a member of the public versus the police. Oh, that always ends well. Okay. (laughs) For white people. And now the police are arguing that this particular thing, and I'll tell you what it is, should be classified as assault, okay? Okay. And so there is a judge who is currently in um, the middle of deciding whether this classifies as assault or not, and I want to get your opinion uh, on it. Okay. So let me me paint the picture for you. Okay. Bob Ross this shit for me. Yes. There was a gentleman who was the guest... Of Her Majesty um, in our remand centre. So the pre-prison prison. prison. So where you go before you go to prison. Yeah, pre-prison prison. prison. Yeah. But, you know, you're locked up in your very cells. Um, The – apparently the person in the cell, um, for some reason, um, you know, they they pop their head in to make sure that they're all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, This gentleman wanted to be left alone. (laughs) So he told the policeman, stop coming in, yeah. okay? I don't want to keep looking at your face. Leave me alone. Okay. Okay. So the policeman came back. Oh, how yeah. frustrating. I can understand how frustrating that would be. Yeah. It was, you know. Um, I was, it was like that that time I got hit by the car and I wanted to just sleep. And everybody's like, oh, no, wake up. You've got to talk to us. Oh, yeah, talk to see me. if you've got a brain injury. Don't go into the light. Whatever. <laughs> I'm so annoyed. <laughs> And then they took my shoelaces and my belt. Oh, no. God damn it. So this gentleman yeah. okay, blew his nose, like a lot. Okay. <laughs> Got it all up in there. Thank okay. you for the foley. Okay. Yep. Thank you. I'm available. It's very good. New Marvel Universe. <laughs> so did a big into this tissue. Yeah. Wiped the corners of his nose. Okay. And then threw that tissue, all scrumpled up. Into the policeman's face. Yuck. And it hit the policeman's face and then bounced off. Okay. Okay. So, the pol- <laughs> and you could see part of the evidence. Now, the police want that classified as assault. assault. Yeah. Um, what do you think 
Do you think throwing a snotty tissue in the face of another human being is that assault? Okay, so you cannot approach this with a common sense. <laughs> no, you can't. I did one semester of law, okay? And, and there's did... one thing the law won't adhere to, and it's common sense. Yeah, so no, you, you have to have a delineation uh, in behaviours. Mm. So existing behaviours that would be considered assault in that kind of setting mm-hmm. would be spitting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. throwing of faecal matter, mm-hmm. saving of piss in a cup, mm-hmm. throwing it, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We live in the COVID age. Mm-hmm. You really can't be throwing snot <laughs> at a cop. Okay, because if you if you then say that that's not assault, you have to then look at all the other stuff. Mm. Now, conversely... Because, mm. well, I mean, the guy could have COVID, he could have monkeypox, he, he could, could have, have hepatitis, he could have the herp. Yeah, so, you know, these people who work in the remand centre, you know, at the end of the day, yes, they're cops. <laughs> ACAB. But... <laughs> They, they do deserve a fair. They do deserve a safe workplace. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to go to work and come home with monkey pox. <laughs> Could I say that part of the evidence that the police have tendered, okay, as part of their evidence, yeah. is then of that police officer yeah. for the rest of his shift, okay, okay. who he is then observed on multiple times, yeah. just with a tissue. Just wiping the same spot where the tissue hit him in the face very aggressively. Like you can just – I don't know if you ever watched Sex and the City, but do you remember the episode where they went to watch that old Russian lady give the hand jobs? No. And then the old Russian man (laughs) into the – by accident into – no? Okay. Well, it reminded me very much of that. Was it Sex and the City or was this this prefaced by – X videos. No, it's Sex and the City. All everyone out there who's seen Sex and the City knows the episode. And Miranda just gets a she gets a bit of the old pierogi juice on the forehead. Oh dear! <laughs> just spends. She bit into rest. a freshly steamed pierogi. Yes. Okay. But yeah, so that was part of their evidence was that because it's clearly like yeah. it clearly messed with his head because even yeah. just he was just now, wiping at it. Conversely, mm. why wasn't that cop wearing a face shield? Because we are in a COVID pandemic, mm-hmm. why wasn't he wearing p- p- like the proper PPE? That sounds a little bit blame the victim. Ooh, oh, what was he wearing? What oh, was he not wearing? Oh, ask his- a cop about fucking whether or not they prosecute most rapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, were your pants too short? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and yeah, and then the third side of the coin uh, is how much power do we want to give these guys? Because we all know that if anyone's taken any interest in the Australian justice system, <laughs> that they're all too fucking keen to put people in spit hoods and mm-hmm. basically rough them up for no reason. You know, mm-hmm. is this is this a trumped-up charge? Some guy was just like, fuck you, I'm going to add some extra fucking charges to this and mm. off you go. That, on the same hand, snotty tissue. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Like, There's okay. no silence of the lambs. I mean, you can throw it like you can throw it like at your siblings. That's always fine. Yeah, I think you're perfectly allowed to throw like dirty, snotty tissues at your like s- your sisters and brothers. Oh, that's just yeah. At any normal. time, that's fine. It's normal. Yeah. Um, I actually asked this conversation in my workplace. We were having a very quiet Friday. What fucking quiet? Uh, really? So I was like, let, let me, let me. And we had one gentleman there, and he went the same route as you. He's like. Okay, but you have to take things into consideration. And you're like, okay, what do you have to take into consideration? He's like, well, like, what if if it was Hitler? And we're like, oh, God. The fucking what? (laughs) So 
he said that you absolutely basically to get to the crux of his argument is you absolutely it is an offense you cannot throw a dirty tissue at anyone unless it's hitler or a pedophile this my god this is why democracy is a terrible idea what that's that sounds legitimate to me okay so then we're gonna have to reverse engineer everyone to be a hitler or a pedophile no, you're, no, ba- no. you're basically Alex Jones at this point. No, no, no. He's saying you can't throw it out unless, like, and guess, like, oh, you get in your time machine and you go back and you're like, oh my god, look, it's Hitler. <laughs> you can throw it at Hitler. That's fine. Just fucking quiet. No charges. If, if you get in a time machine and your response to Hitler, <laughs> other than garroting him with his fucking girlfriend's intestines, is to fucking throw a snotty tissue at him, you're a failure. <laughs> you're an absolute failure. <laughs> That's that's your response. What, 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 oh, I'm going to give baby Hitler COVID. Good work. Give him a sniffle. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, maybe if he had just stayed in bed and had some soup, we could have just avoided yeah. World War Two. You know what would happen? You'd throw that tissue at Hitler, <laughs> jump back in your time machine to see all the good you've done, and all that would have happened is that all the pictures of Hitler, he no longer has that moustache because he becomes super fucking aware of nasal germs. He's if like, I can't have that fucking snot catcher. A Under here. Yeah, he becomes a germaphobe. Yeah, that that's pretty much about it. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, I'll cross that. Yeah. That's oh. some Planet of the Apes shit you don't want to mess with. <laughs> There's a future you don't want to fucking create. Oh, man. But yeah. You take away that moustache, you take away the right of every man with a beard who's ever shaved, <laughs> who for 30 seconds has a Hitler mo. <laughs> Every man has been through this. See, I, I have a theory. I have, yeah, I have that every man at some stage in his life who's had a moustache yeah. has just 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 checked himself out with a Hitler moustache. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've seen it done at Shave for a Cure. <laughs> where it's like, hey, we're going to donate $300 to the local Leukemia Foundation if Davo here with his 45-year-old beard that's stained yellow with nicotine, he's going to get that shaved off for a cure. I, I saw it. I saw them get it down to like a reasonable size and then they gave him the Hitler mo for like two seconds and he turned around and looked at the crowd and everyone's like, ah, Davo. And then they shaved the rest of it off. For two seconds in that guy's charity drive, he was Hitler. Oh, my God. You know what? It's not just gentlemen either. Like <laughs> some of us, you know, in that lady downstairs. Wax strip. Just give it a little. I'll just give it a little. Oh, who's got a Hitler mo? Mein Kunt. <laughs> Oh, he wants to come into my gas chamber. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, not unless it's your birthday, Barry. Schindler's fist. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this is unscripted. <laughs> my child's in the next room. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Just imagine everyone, every woman out there getting a landing strip for just two seconds and just going, Hitler. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh. Oh. At the end of the day, we're just we're less hairy monkeys. All right. Thank you for this episode. Good episode. Good yep. episode. So goodbye to our four listeners. Oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's horrible and disgusting having a tissue thrown at you. Yeah. But, you know, it's. It's, you know, it's a cop, so we can all kind of be like, ha, ha, ha. Exactly. You know, yeah. laugh a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. No no offence to, like, John McClane, the cop we love and respect. Yeah, the fictional one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know 
what? Being able to laugh at people, yeah. you know, oh my God, because of their occupation, that actually, what do you know, that brings us into our topic of the week. Does it now? How convenient. Oh my Lord. Okay, because we're going to go into a sort of ghostly, mythical realm. We're in my lounge room. Which... <laughs> <laughs> And we're going to look at something that has been the source of inspiration for many of films, including The Blair Witch Project. Okay. Where are the the origins of that and where it came from? Uh Now, it doesn't sound like it can be a funny topic, but you know why it's funny? Why? Because the people involved owned a plantation with slaves. And bad things happened to them? And... Bad things happened to the people who own the plantation. So, <laughs> guilt-free laughs. Absolutely. This Guilt is this free. is zero car, but let's get into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm having seconds. <laughs> Yummy. Oh, my God. Bad things are happening to you. It's feel like you're not in control of your own life. Oh, my God. How bad that must be for you, plantation slave owner. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, yeah, so that's why I kind of um, enjoyed this. No matter how bad it gets, you're just like, suck it. Yeah, suck shit, asshole. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I'm just like, that's what you get. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Anyway. I like how Australia has somehow dodged the notion that we had plantation slaves. <laughs> Anyone who knows anything about Queensland will tell you that we had fucking plantation slaves. <laughs> but you know what? If it was the same story, if it had happened up there, you'd just be like, there's no, re- there's no romance to a North Queensland accent. Yeah. Is there? Fucking cane toads, mate. <laughs> yeah, you fucking, you want a, you want a mango? You right. Want, you want a mango, mate? You're talking about the fruit? Nah, the 4X tin. You want a fucking 4X, mate? Ugh. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to picture like Gone of the Wind, but <laughs> set in like... Fuck off, cunt. I don't give a shit. That's what it would be. <laughs> I'm going to go poison a reef. <laughs> Frankly, you can't. I don't give two fucks. <laughs> Tell your fucking story, walking. <laughs> oh, oh, good times, good times. We have no listeners in Queensland. We can do this. <laughs> We have more listeners in fucking Louisiana than we do in Queensland. Woo! Oh, my Lord. Now, this story begins in 1817 in Tennessee, USA. When the bell would be rung on this plantation-owning family. In this week's episode of I Fought the Witch... And the witch won. Nice. Or which witch would a wood witch witch in which wood witch? What? Or for whom the bell tolls. Nice. The bell witch. Oh, okay. The bell family. Okay. Lived in Robertson County in the southern part of the USA. The family owned a large plantation worked by their slave labour. Worked? Mm. Yep. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, uh, how do I I describe this? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Funny slaved was a verb. Oh, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we slaved this property. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's it. We're creating it. He's slaving on the land. What is it where each year the dictionary, they add a new word into the dictionary each year? Uh, oh yeah, that bullshit. I don't know. Maybe we should we could get slaved. Surely. Uh, put in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's for help podcasters telling <laughs> <laughs> scary horror yeah. history subjects. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, again, oh, my God, it's just it, – it, it's a beautiful irony. Uh, John Bell lived on the plantation along with his wife, Lucy, and their nine children. Catholic family? Yeah. <laughs> Back in the days when you had to have spares. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But seriously, oh my God, you got nine kids. Get them out in the fields. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe if John and Lucy actually did a hard day's labour, they wouldn't have the freaking energy to be like putting out all those freaking kids. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, get a day job, mate. <laughs> oh, Lord. The family lived there without any drama or uneasiness. Uh, nine kids? I don't believe it. <laughs> Of a supernatural kind. Yeah. For a decade. That was until 1817. John Bell claimed that one evening, whilst out walking around his property, he... See, that's... I've I've seen, you know, Django Unchained. You weren't just walking about your property. You were up to something shitty. That's all I'm going to say. So, put it... Nicely. Oh, I was having a stroll. You, uh, you, I was perambulating about. Yes. Being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he says that he was stalked by a strange creature that hid in the shadows and behind trees. John said this creature was like a large dog, but with the head of a rabbit. Might have been his conscience. <laughs> <laughs> On a side note, though, a giant dog with, like, a rabbit head, it sounds adorable. No, that sounds fucking terrifying. Haven't you seen Watership Down? <laughs> oh, my, I'm still emotionally scarred by yeah. just... Uh, I watched that as a child, me the cartoon. Too. Yeah. Uh, fucking think, destroyed me. Yeah. So good. I know. I think that's why I have, like, anxiety, depression, and yeah. I'm a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dog loose in the forest. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. So, God, don't take me to Watership Down. I'm just ruined. I can't. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> dog head, dog body, rabbit head. Uh-huh. <laughs> You've got the vapors. No, I really do. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. So, he sees the dog rabbit thing behind the trees. Yeah. So, John Bell did what any man of that generation did when they saw something new. Threw a slave at it. <laughs> Close. He shot at it, attempting to kill it. Fuck me, dead. But rather than just having the courtesy of dying, <laughs> oh, after he wasted a bullet, yeah. the creature simply vanished into thin air. There you go. Ay, ay, ay. Ah, Lord. So, that was quite mysterious. Very mysterious. But then... Uh, they started to hear noises outside okay. the house. It began with the sound of animals tapping. And I, we should have done a special effect. That's not going to work, damn it. Why don't you use my wooden table? 
Ah, because I just... There we go. That's a nice foley. There we go. Um, and animals scraping their claws against the outside of the door. Okay. And then the windows. Boom. In the middle of the night. But as soon as someone lit a lamp and investigated, the noise would simply stop. In the way that animals run away from light? Yes. Who no creature was seen. Oh, I my know. goodness. Well... That's how the family dismissed it at first. Okay. Clearly, we've turned on the light. Oh, stupid little animals run away. <laughs> Take that, you weird dog-rabbit hybrid. <laughs> oh, my God, you know what? It, was probably, it probably turned out to be something like it was a miniature horse. But you know, just people were stupid back then. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> but then the noises started coming from inside the house. The sound of animals scraping their teeth on the bed. Oh, what? Go on, foley that. How do you how do you do that? Bite a chair. Because <laughs> I'm assuming a bed is made of linen, so I'm just rubbing. I'm just biting my just, shirt. Just chewing. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that in the middle of the night. These primitive night white noise players weren't very good, were they? I like to go to bed by the sound of an animal gnawing at my bedpost. Although, to be honest, like that's pretty much what was the 1800s. Wasn't it just hearing rats? Just yeah. Uh, so they would hear animals scraping their teeth on the bed. They'd also hear the sound of a dog, its claws scraping across the wooden floor. It's called pet ownership. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, no, like I would say they'd lose their bond, but yeah. Um, Security deposit is safe when you own humans. Oh, apparently they had no they had no dog inside the house. Right. Or they'd hear the sound of a bird fluttering against the ceiling. As also if it was as, trapped. Also known as a large moth. <laughs> that was until the lights were turned on, the noises would stop, and no animals were seen. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the difference between people who have kids and people who have pets and people who don't. Yeah. Who are like, oh my God, that noise, we're going to die. Like you, you're just like, go back to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, stop hitting your brother. <laughs> uh, then the noises became more sinister. People would wake up in terror to the sound of dogs fighting in their room. There's a lot of foreplay in being a poltergeist. You got to te- We can't just go straight in there. You can't just go balls deep. Yeah. With the spooky, like, yeah. just zero to chairs floating. Yeah. Just ah. <laughs> That'd be more effective though. You've got to. You've got to build just it up. Raw dog them without <laughs> no lube, just in. But no, you've got to fucking tickle this and tickle that and sound like a, a moth trapped against the curtain. <laughs> it sounds like rain, but inside the house. Yeah. For fuck's sake, do you not get bored as a poltergeist? The sound of patchouli falling. <laughs> I know, but I mean, you've got to like, you got to have a tease, man. Because like, it's if you just start balls deep, yeah. okay, then you can't be like, oh, I'm going to phone it in and like knock over a jar of milk. It's not the same. I think it is. I think a fucking jar of milk flying against the wall is way scarier than the sound of a cat. <laughs> well, I don't think like it's the sound of like just my cat, like, like cleaning its butt in the middle of the night. I think it's more like a... I think poltergeisting is the one... 
the one time it's okay to have no game. <laughs> just make just, it up on the spot. Get into it. Just scat it like jazz. Yeah. Be like, like a, a dude who's just watched heaps too much porn and just bend the family into positions that are never going to be comfortable. And then <laughs> ask afterwards, were you scared? Were you scared? Shittest poltergeist <laughs> ever. Stepmother gets her head caught in the washing oh bucket. Oh my God, you're obsessed. <laughs> I've told Lou, you're not allowed to buy a dryer. <laughs> oh, Lord. So these were sinister noises, okay, because some people still believe in foreplay, John. The sound of heavy chains dragging across the floors. For fuck's sake. They are a Foley squad from BBC fucking drama radio. And the sound of furniture being overturned. Oh, it could be an Australian swimmer on um, still knocks. (laughs) That's a very nice joke. (laughs) (laughs) Piano. And, okay, see if this floats your boat, a throaty gurgling sound which sounded like a person being choked. This is a poltergeist that's seen too much porn. Oh, come on, nobody wants to wake up with no, that. That would be genuinely scary. Just... <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no. The noises continued to escalate until the incidents became physical. Oh, dear. Jugs of milk and bowls of sugar were pushed over. See, to me, that's half-arsing it. Uh. I don't know, man. Like, milk was easy to come by. Sugar was not. Uh, yeah, the cost of it. Sugar was a real commodity back then. Oh, it was like today. If somebody did something to my lettuce. Oh, yeah. Protect the lettuce. Yeah. Any idea how hard it is to grow sugar beet? <laughs> they don't. They had slaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, jugs of milk, bowls of sugar, things being pushed over. And then the family would have their blankets Ripped from their beds as they slept. It's the ghost of an abusive parent. School starts. (laughs) Get out of bed, you lazy bastard. One night, the whole family was awakened by the screams of one of the children, Richard, who woke up screaming when something grabbed a hold of his hair and pulled it so tight the child felt as if his scalp was going to be ripped off. Again, could have just been a teacher from the day. John and Lucy ran to their son's room and the screaming stopped as the hair was released. As Richard cried, more screaming, this time from another of the children, Betsy, whose hair was now being pulled in the same manner. Okay, that's a bit fucked. A guest stayed in the Bell household. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's, do you know what I mean? Like, if you were like, oh, man, do you mind, like, I'm just going to be in town for a couple of days. Do you mind if I just crash here for a couple of days? You've got a slave conference? You know, yeah. So is that, you know, I'm just going to hang over. And they were like, oh, I would, but we've got, like, this poltergeist. And it will make, like, gurgly noises, you know, in your room at night. And it might, 
you know, like you just say no. It could just fit, like it'll just rip your blanket off the bed, and you know, it'll knock your milk over, and no, no, that's you fine. know. But love to have you, man. Love to have you. But I mean, like I was I said, there for you when we went to slave college. You know, I mean, you know, yeah, but like you know, you'll get some sugar, and you'll be like, oh my god, my sugar, it's really exciting, and then I'll just oh, I'll be on the floor, and then you'll hear like the in the middle of the night. But I would honestly, totally, you know, yeah. if that's. Love for you to stay. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to go stay in the Best Western. <laughs> well, it would have been Best Southern back then. Yeah, Best Southern. Yeah. You just said the Best Southern Bell. Oh, yes. <laughs> so uh, they let a guest stay in their house. And the gentleman went to sleep without incident. But he certainly got more than he bargained for. The man was awoken when his blankets were ripped from him during the night. But from the light emanating from the fireplace, which was still burning in his room, the man could see the blankets. They seemed to be floating. Okay, that's the, a hell of a fart. They seemed <laughs> vegans assemble. <laughs> They seemed to be wrapped around a human figure. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Conference went well. (laughs) The man leapt up and took the shape in his arms and began screaming, I have the ghost! I have the ghost! Do you often grab your little ghost in the middle of the night and scream, I have the ghost! Oh, it slimed me. Yeah. You're in somebody's house. Control yourself. Oh, my Lord. So he starts screaming, I have the ghost. I have the ghost. The man dragged the shape towards the fireplace with the intention of throwing the spirit on the fire. Fair enough. Thinking on your feet. Yeah. Um, From nowhere, the room was suddenly overwhelmed with a grotesque smell. That is ghost fear. (laughs) Somebody shat their pants. They were not expecting it to like their haunting to end up this way. (laughs) Oh, yeah, somebody shat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The guest... See, too much foreplay and somebody shat. (laughs) It's always the way. The guest began to retch. It was such an offensive smell. Poor diets back then. They were very poor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guest ran from the room and ran outside to the fresh air. I once did that to her ex-boyfriend or whatever. Uh, the guest returned to the room and both the smell and the figure had both vanished. And now I'm starting to think he shat himself. Yeah. Ran outside. Ass in the, like just ass in the, like the horse trough. It just steam like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. This house is clear. <laughs> oh, very suspicious. Very suspicious. Uh, the family finally reached out and asked their friend James Johnson for help. James Johnson, is he from a Marvel comic? <laughs> I know. I know. Pepper Potts and James Johnson, Johnson on the case. <laughs> oh. 
Johnson went to the bell house and attempted to communicate with the spirit or forces behind what was happening. Yeah. All he received in response to his questions was a faint whistling. <laughs> you got to tune yourself a bit more. You're just getting feedback. <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> Oh, after several days, Johnson began to hear whispering. Wow. Rhubarb, 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 sprouts, sprouts, sprouts. <laughs> That's a very Australian <laughs> whisper foley. But it was so faint, it was impossible to discern words. Oh, for fuck's So now the podcast nerds are going to download this and try and boost the volume <laughs> in that bit just to see if you've left some sort of, I am no one. <laughs> it was a Russell Crowe. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Russell Crowe, it's Russell Stouts. <laughs> you fucking. It's true. It's what I've heard. Oh, it's what I've heard. It's, st- it's still defamation if you whisper it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I don't edit this podcast. Don't make me fucking edit it. Allegedly. It's already nine o'clock. Allegedly. Right. Jesus Christ. The ghost had some of its strongest reactions to now teenager Betsy. Oh, dear. <laughs> dear ghost. Uh, but... The ghost of Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, over the coming days, the force found its words and could be heard loud and clear. Okay, good. It found its voice. Mm-hmm. The entity rarely appeared when Betsy was not in the house. Okay. The entity seemed to be... Do you know why it would wait for Betty to come back? Because it was a pervert. <laughs> and liked to do something to Betty. Okay. What do you think? What do you think uh, the spirit liked to do to Betty? What was an appropriately creepy thing? Did it did it blow the skirt up around her ankles, <laughs> like a very asthmatic version of um, Marilyn Monroe on front of the, the the subway grate? No, but we know what tickles your fancy now. <laughs> oh, you mean ankles, my fancy? Oy. The entity seemed to be particularly fond of slapping Betsy. Holy fuck! In the face, Jesus, <laughs> a lot. It's a bit fucking. I hope it was with his hand. No. <laughs> just can you imagine me. Just... Turkey slaps by a ghost. <laughs> you don't Ugh. know. You can't see you it. You really don't until you smell yourself. You just got it like, oh, that, I don't know. Oh. That hand felt very cylindrical. <laughs> You'd have to like cover yourself in powder, like in paranormal activity. <laughs> and it looks like you've been hit with a baby rabbit. <laughs> oh. Betsy began to suffer fainting spells. I'm not surprised. It's, I, I don't like the rabbit. Now, now, this is the question. Is this assault? Yes. <laughs> Being turkey slapped by a ghost in your own home. Oh, this is definitely assault. Yeah. This is definitely assault. Uh, so she would suffer fainting spells and sometimes it would go into a trance-like state for 30 to 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Some who visited the house... All right. Now, this is where victim blaming began. Okay. <laughs> Some who visited the house whilst this occurred accused Betsy of causing it all 
by using ventriloquism to throw her voice. Now, we have to remind people, mm-hmm. they were slave owners. <laughs> so let's not feel any sympathy for these cunts. None whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it was me getting in my ghostly time machine to go back and turkey slap this entire family morning, moon, and night. Now that we've got the predator tech <laughs> and we can disguise our, our heat signature and our visual <laughs> spectrum, just go oh, yeah. turkey slap a southern family for owning slaves. <laughs> oh my God. That's how you get you. Oh, quick. I've got to do a 30 minute workout. Quick. Back yeah. to 1870 southern USA. <laughs> Work those hips. That's uh, the best version of Zumba. Oh, my God, 100%. I would burn so many calories. Uh, so, yeah, some people accuse Betsy ventriloquism. Very good in, you know. In As somebody who works in the arts, I can say that is a horrible accusation. <laughs> to accuse someone of being a ventriloquist. Yeah. Oh, I always think there's something, there's something like people who do ventriloquism yeah. You know, there's a part of me, I'm like, if someone on there's like, oh, and we found out he was the serial killer. You're like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, just watch me make jokes through a wooden puppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just assume there's a pentagram in your basement. I just assume a history of abuse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a doctor was brought in. Okay, is it? Poor Betsy hasn't had enough, like, hands thrust on her. Oh, yeah. A doctor was brought in who held his hands over Betsy's vocal cords. Right. Whilst occurrences were happening to see if she was creating the voices. Yeah. Yeah, I see you're doing it. I'm doing it now. Okay, now I've got to talk. Yeah, I think you... you, I think you can. Yeah, you feel stuff moving. Oh, hang on, let me... No, no, you can't hide it. (laughs) You really can't hide it. Um, We need need a doctor of ventriloquism. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah. So, he held his hands over over her throat to see if she was creating the voices. But the doctor insists that he felt no movement and that Betsy was not the source of the otherworldly voices. Well, the doctor hath spoken. Yeah. The man who prescribes tincture of cocaine for everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. We've got an upcoming medical history with some cocaine in it. It's going to blow yes. your mind. Nice. Now, the next problem they faced was the entity, well, was either a liar or had a multiple personality disorder. Oh, God. <laughs> Why can't you just get a stable poltergeist? When asked who it was, yeah. the spirit replied, <clears throat> I am a spirit who was once very happy, but have been disturbed and am now unhappy. Well, one follows the other. <laughs> Next, the spirit claimed to be an American Indian. Okay. Whose bones had been disturbed. Okay, yeah. Now he was upset. Next it claimed to be the spirit of Kate Bat. Okay. Now this is interesting, um, the whole idea of, of, of Kate Bat. Some stories reported that Kate Bat was basically who was a local woman 
bit of a grumpy old bitch, (laughs) who was accused of witchcraft and left the area forever. Okay. At least she got to leave. Well, others reported that Kate Batts was not a witch. Uh, Again, just an angry, disgruntled woman who felt that John Bell had cheated her when buying the property on which the Bells would set up their plantation. For fuck's sake, it always comes down to white people and property deals, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And that Kate had cursed John Bell's name on her deathbed. Whoa. And she vowed to haunt him in the afterlife. I'm so going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going quietly. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to be surrounded by my friends and my family, my yeah. dearest, and just as I'm going... Just like, curse you, Russell Crowe, <laughs> from the depths of my soul. And then just, ah. <laughs> oh no, you just, you know, oh, you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> just curse some random. Yeah. That'd be so good. I just, I, sh- I just assumed you would have cursed Kevin Sorbo. Cozzy from SAFM. Oh. There's a niche reference for our American. God, I've just made him America famous. I wouldn't even curse on him. Nah, it's not worth a curse. Mm. The man wears sleeveless vests. No, I thought you would have. I know know the feud that you have with Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo is too dumb to be cursed. (laughs) He just wouldn't know. He'd just assume it was God. He'd blame liberals. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, liberals fucking. For some reason, my feet have turned into potatoes and I'm. (laughs) Covered in fucking weevils. Bloody liberals. This is what happens when you legalise gay marriage. (laughs) Your feet turn to potatoes. (laughs) This is what happens when you legalise the Irish. What? (laughs) His brain turned into a spud first. Oh, don't insult spuds. Oh, my God. Now, the other problem with this, as it was proved with later records, that Kate Batts was actually alive and well to this stage. They're in Somerton. Yep. <laughs> so it most likely was not Kate Bell. I mean, I am by the sounds of it, I'm very sure she did actually curse the family on her deathbed, but that was some time. Some years later. Later. What's the bet that, you know, just growing up in a southern town, mm. not a lot of opportunity there. I'm guessing not a whole lot of art. Mm. Uh, you know, probably slave fighting. Yeah. Things like that. She's accused of it. What's the bet she's just a bit emo? And no. she just left to go live in a more artistic city. No, by the sounds of it, she is a... Um, Listening to Blink 1812. She's a single woman over 30. <gasps> she's a lesbian. Witch! Lesbian. Witch! She knows how to use hand tools. <gasps> she rescues stray dogs. <laughs> uh, she somehow has a succulent garden. <laughs> you leave my succulent garden out I of this. I fucking love succulents. Oh, my God. The racist mayor of Port Augusta taught me how to propagate succulents. Is that a metaphor? No, is this one of these really stories it's, of... <laughs> it's one of my wild fucking train carriage stories that I've got. The mayor groomed me through my love of no, succulents. So there was an insane racist mayor named Joy Belouche who was the mayor of Port Augusta for like 40 fucking years. Port Augusta is a southern slave town, basically. It's mm. a fucking rough as guts place. Mm-hmm. I ran their newspaper. She rang, this is the mayor of the town, mm. rang me up and just said, are you that shiny-assed motherfucker who wrote this story? And I'm like, this is the mayor? And I said, you do realise I'm a journalist and I can quote you on this? And she goes, good, you cunt. I was like, okay. Two years later, she was showing me how to grow succulents. <laughs> Okay, that story end, that story ended a lot nicer than I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, did she streaked her own seventieth birthday? Oh, good on her! 
Oh. Especially after having a double mastectomy. Oh, she sounds like a hero. She was, yeah, she had her, she had her upsides, but the racism. Well, besides the racism. Yeah, they've named a bridge after her. But I don't know why, because she never got over one. <laughs> oh, my God. It's because ev- everyone's had a ride over? <laughs> Probably. They're, oh, God. I'm going to have to fucking... I'm going to have to Google photos and send them to you now. What? There's a, fo- there's a very famous photograph that she had hanging up in her... Oh, my God. If it's just a, if it's just a picture of her bent over like a bridge, I'll be like, oh, maybe that's why. No, no. So there is a famous photograph of her that used mm. to hang in a hotel called the Pampas Motel, mm-hmm. which was rumoured to be a brothel, which, fine. Sex work is real work. Mm-hmm. Get amongst it. Yeah. This is the mayor of a regional city, and the yeah. photo that was in the hallway of her fucking hotel was her yeah. in full leather BDSM. Mm. straddling a wide-gauge rail thing. <laughs> so well and truly like gymnast spread, standing there like looking like she was ready to take a train. Oh, my God. You know what? She that's um, she sounds like Tina Turner in Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, Tina Turner if she was fucking virulently racist. <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting about the racism. Yeah. I'm like, she sounds awesome. And then so you're like, many redeeming goddamn features, racist. And then... So Bloody many racism. redeeming features, but yeah. I'm just... sick of racism ruining everything. Yeah. Oh, just everyone stop being racist. It's not. That's all we're going to remember you for. It's not your cool double spread wide gauge that we're going to remember you for, or your BDSM, or yeah. your, you know. Yeah. For our American listeners, the rail gauges that existed in Australia were major sticking points that stopped us from federating into a single country for a very long time because every state used different rail gauges. Oh, God. Like, hey, we should we give it a couple of minutes for the rail nerds to fap off? <laughs> we should. And now. Well, the damn poltergeist is back. <laughs> now the rail nerds are fapping. Oh. Narrow gauge. Oh. <laughs> I like a narrow gauge woman. Oh. Oh, Lord. Uh, where were we? Okay, yes. Kate Bat probably was not the witch. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> the Bell Witch had some quite notable tricks up its sleeve. The Bell Witch could as easily quote script from the Bible as it could spread gossip about what the Bell's neighbours were getting up to. What the fuck? What? It was a gossip? Yes! Yes! That's fucked up. Yeah. Oh my God. He'd be like, oh my God, I know all the secrets of time and space. Did you see what Betty Sue was wearing? So she was, this is, I'm showing you the photo just quickly now. They've reenacted it. So this, imagine her not wearing the mayoral clothes Uh and straddling that line. See, she's dressed like an 18th century highway robber. She is, yeah. That's she's, ma- she's a bit adamant. Very adamant. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she just needs is the white, of course it would be white, racist, just the <laughs> white line across her face. Yep. Wow. You know, it sounds like she's an episode. Oh, my God. She probably is. <laughs> she probably fucking is. Oh, Lord. So anyway. The Bell Witch. <laughs> the Bell Witch, not, uh, not Kate Bat, absolute gossip, like you. <laughs> the entity also seemed to have a knack at mimicking people's voices and would do so often to taunt people. 
Oh, God. You don't seem scared by this. Uh, no, because I know that they're dealing with an open micer. <laughs> Someone who's going to really do very well. They're going to end up on SNL or something like that and go, check out their hilarious impersonations. It's like, what's their Al Pacino? Oh, you fucking, you, you fucking. That's, that's Al Pacino, apparently. That is literally the worst Al Pacino ever. Exactly. I was trying to do a bad Al Pacino. What's your good Al Pacino? I'm just trying to think what would be a... What's a recognisable Al Pacino? Sort of like a... She's got a great ass. That's, see, I wouldn't call that Al Pacino. For me, it'd be more like something like, uh, you know, Benny Blanco from the Bronx. <laughs> what was that? That's from uh, Carly Day's Way. No, I know that. But what was that? I don't, I don't know. Wow. We know you're not coming back as a poltergeist. <laughs> Here come the pain. What's that? That's from Carlito's Way. Oh, I thought you were trying to be the little gentleman from um, Fantasy Island. <laughs> uh, I've just I've just murdered one of my favourite movies. Oh my lord! Yeah. Who's that? That's Sussel. Oh, you know what? It was glad that you murdered it, so it didn't have to listen to the next hour of your impersonations. What's that smell? That's Sussel. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm just trying to picture you coming back as a poltergeist. Yeah, doing bad, bad impersonations. Oh my god! Well, unlike you, the Bell Witch did good impersonations, oh, really? and not only could it do your voice, on occasion the spirit would speak in the voice of a distant relative. Okay. So just imagine that in the middle of the night, you're just trying to have a quiet fap, and then you just hear your mother's voice. I see what you're doing. This is entirely before telephony or the the gramophone recording. Yeah. How the fuck do they know what their distant relatives sound like? Ooh, don't touch your dick. Who's that? It's your aunt from fucking Maybury. What? No, I'm presuming you've met your mother. But could you remember your mother's voice from like 15 years ago, the last time you Stop saw her? Stop fapping it. Yes, it's like it was yesterday. Jonathan. Oh, Put yeah. that down. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get your mum to record that. No. No, that's trauma. <laughs> just play it randomly. No. Get Lou to set it up in your bedroom so it no. just goes off no. every now and then. I have a fucking stroke. <laughs> then you can come back and just, just haunt Lou with your... And she doesn't know popular culture. She won't understand. Oh, my God. She won't understand one thing, one quote that you're saying to her. I just, <laughs> all I could just, yeah, just quote Muppets and Simpsons at her and just like watch her be baffled. <laughs> You're manifesting here in our bedroom? <laughs> Entirely localised? Oh, my God. That's what limbo would be for you. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. So, no, it would it would traumatise people by, you know, doing the relatives they knew. Yeah. Uh, the spirit began to speak in what were clearly different voices. Yeah. Some of those voices gave themselves rather unorthodox names, such as... The creation of the WWE began. <laughs> Unorthodox names such as Jerusalem and Black Dog. Okay. Wow. <laughs> like Prince. Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the entity appeared to be friendly one day and vicious the next. <laughs> 
It also clearly liked some of the family members more than others. It is claimed that the spirit actually saved one of the young Bell children. The boy was playing in a cave near the house. It was a different time. Very different. (laughs) Different time. There's no dad on a leash with all the kids. Go play in the cave. (laughs) I guess better. The cave with the quicksand. Fuck me dead. (laughs) So he was playing in the cave near the house with the quicksand and suddenly found himself sinking into the quicksand. Yeah. The child claims that the cave lit up and a voice said, I'll get you out. (laughs) And his legs were grabbed by an unseen pair of hands and the boy was lifted to safety. There you go. The spirit seemed to be most fond of daughter Lucy. Lucy organised Bible study groups in the house that met regularly. It was said that when it was held in the Bell House, it was a regular occurrence that when the group stopped for refreshments, fresh fruit would fall as if from the sky and into the laps of the group. And of course, you just eat it like you've just done a whole bunch of Bible study. What, oh my God, with the prices of fresh fruit at the moment, fuck, what do I have to do to get a polterduce, poltergeist dropping fresh produce you into just, my lap? You just named a juice outlet, polterduce. Polterduce? Oh, copyright, oh, patent you, pending. There you go. Copyright. Oh my God, that's so good. Polterduce. We'll add that to the merchandise. Yeah. <gasps> we can release juices. We, well, I can. It's not savoury. No, but we make them alcoholic. Oh, because we put the spirit in oh this polter goodness. juice. Holy shit! Yes, just giving away gold. Oh my god! Copyright pending. <laughs> pending. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. I clean. I declare copyright. No one listening to this podcast has an entrepreneurial bone in their body. Least of all us. Exactly. <laughs> How's that Patreon going? <laughs> Still can't even organise begging properly. <laughs> Maybe if you did it in a variety of different voices, including <laughs> distant relatives. Oh, my Lord. So, yes, uh, strange... First you get the money, then you get the bonus episode. <laughs> That's the worst Pacino I've ever done. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, fruit falling from the sky. Yeah. Fucking winning. Once when Lucy lay ill in her bed... She was showered with hazelnuts. Oh, what? <laughs> That's the best kind of nut shower you can get when you're lying sick in bed. Let's be honest. Nobody wants a nut shower they when you're not. sick in bed. No. That's some Jimmy Savile territory. Yeah. Yeah. Betsy. Betsy. However. Yeah. John Bell's favourite child. Okay. Continued to be showered with nothing but slaps to the face. (laughs) Not even a hazelnut. Not even a single hazelnut. And occasionally, to mix it up, the spirit would attempt to pull Betsy's hair out. Fucking hell. These attacks against Betty were now so common... That she would was often covered in scratch marks and bruises because she was hit so hard. And this this was back before you even had to pretend that parental abuse was mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Like, they, they totally could have been like, why do you look like that? Oh, dad hit me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, what were you doing? You shouldn't yeah. have been such a disobedient child. Read your Bible harder. Yes. 
No, I'm just covered just black and blue from having the spirit slap the shit out of her. So the decision was made to send Betsy to live at the house of a friend who lived nearby to keep her safe. Fair enough. But even after she moved, the noises continued and Betsy continued to be slapped on a daily basis. Nice. (laughs) Nice. I'll find you, bitch. Good coverage on this poltergeist. Uh, It's 5G poltergeist. (laughs) Would you believe this continued for the next three years? Wow. This is like having the hiccups. You just get used to it. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. The spirit would occasionally throw furniture and dishes at some of the family members. Yeah. Uh, This was when the entity was not pulling their noses. Or, my favourite, snatching food from their forks as they attempted to eat it. That's kind of funny. (laughs) Again, slave owners. Fuck (laughs) them. Yeah, fuck them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, you're not getting enough to eat. Oh, that must be really bad for you. You have no choice and decisions in your life. Oh, it sucks to be you. Oh... And on occasions, the spirit would scream all night long to prevent the family from sleeping. Fair enough. Oh, sorry. I I believe you're taking Ed, your son, back in the time machine to visit them. (laughs) So this continues the next three years. What we're going to do is, at this stage, Betsy Bell is now 16. Right. Betsy Bell gets engaged. And next week, we're going to find out how this spirit, ghost, poltergeist, entity, witch, gurgling thing reacts to Betsy Bell finding a betrothed. I'm guessing well. <laughs> it's, it's looking good, isn't it? it is, it's yeah. looking good. I think yeah. things are going to go well for, for Betsy in part two. Yeah. I, I can feel a real, real turnaround. Cloudy with a chance of abuse. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's going to be good for her. Again, slave owners, fuck them. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, uh, join us next week where we, uh, you know, ding dong, the bells are ringing. Yeah. And also, we're on Reddit now. Yay! I don't know what that means. Yay! Uh, if people ever want to go and discuss the actual episodes or anything like that, you can find us at R. Gabin in the Woods. Ah, oh, so, okay. yeah. You'll have to show me how to do that. Yeah, look, I don't even know myself, but like, <laughs> a friend of mine was like, you got to be on Reddit. And I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> Listen, I'm not doing TikTok, so let's do that. It's where the young people are. Now I want to do a TikTok. Well, you can do a TikTok. I'm not touching that. <sighs> can't take you anywhere. You really can't. I know. <sighs> you know who does touch it? <laughs> <laughs> real mothmen, because real mothmen eat the carpet. Get your slave owning titties out for freedom once you're of age. <laughs> I'm just going to end this here. That's fucking terrible. I think you should have stuck with Fanta time. <laughs> it's Fanta time. Or oh, there's no no in necrophilia. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>